any child before the age of 11 and three quarters. So there's some quite simple ones on there that you can do on your own, you know, as a little four-year-old running around the woods, like rolling down hills and climbing trees. And there's slightly more challenging ones that you might have to wait until you're a bit older. But you can start doing, ticking things off the list, you know, as soon as you're able, really. And whose brainchild was this? Um, It's come out of the National Trust, but it was all, the ideas all came from, you know, asking people who worked people who visited volunteers what their idea of the 50 things that you must do as a rite of passage as a child and it all kind of has come together over the last couple of years can you give me some nice examples of them and does the national trust help you to sort of find settings in which you could help tick them off absolutely so like i said there's things that you can do on your own but there's also those more challenging things that maybe you'd want to do with us so in the february half term we did a night walk um, which was really good fun. And coming up in the Easter, we've got lots of different activities that you can do as well with us. And can you remember any of these from your own childhood? Absolutely. Climbing trees is a spot on example. I was very good at getting up, but not so good at getting down. I think for me, I can remember when I first saw the piece, I can remember reading about um, rock pooling and that curious fascination of lifting up a rock when you're a little girl or, and just waiting to discover what it is that you're going to find and there's something about that curiosity as a childhood which is just so intrinsic to growing up and it's so lovely that this is all all about harnessing it yeah absolutely and the other one that I really like is sort of giving people the the permission almost to say go out and explore and have fun and discover and if you find something really cool share it with us tell us about it on Facebook and Twitter or you know you don't have to wait to be told you can just go out and do it and it's really really exciting. So where are we walking today? Coming up to the purple path in Leewards which is one of our hard surface paths so it's really good for mums with push chairs as well as little legs and then we're going to scoot around a little bit of a trickier bit just to get to the viewpoint. It's a bit muddy, but it's worth it because it's lovely, lovely views right across to Clifton. It's great you've got the buggy-friendly ones. I mean, certainly speaking as a mum of a toddler, you sort of feel increasingly like you want to wear them out, but, you know, they can't walk too far. And fresh air is just so important. Lovely to think that there are so many family days that we can all be part of. Uh, the National Trust as a whole is very conscious that maybe in the past it wasn't as family friendly as it could be and we want people to recognise that we're trying really hard, we are going to be doing loads and loads of more stuff, especially here at Leewoods in terms of events specifically for families of all ages um, and just tell us about your good ideas if you see something somewhere else we're open to ideas, we want to, we want to make sure that everybody comes and has a really good time Now this is a beautiful opening that we're just coming up to, absolutely stunning and it looks like there's a really lovely sort of thick carved in bench there, what's that, is that a lovely viewpoint or something? Uh, That bench is the centenary bench so it celebrated 100 years that um, the Leewards was gifted to the National Trust and then this open bit here is the um, Iron Age hill fort which we call Stokely Camp so um, there's been people living here since the Iron Age or using this as part of the the Bristol since then. Mother's Day's coming up. I mean, as a mum, I'm bound to be talking about that, aren't I? What's the lovely family day that we can all do together with our little ones? There's a couple of things you can do. You can obviously just come up and enjoy the space and have a really lovely time. Or we are planning on doing a Mother's Day sort of cycling event, maybe with some cycle proficiency thrown in and then a go on one of the simpler 
biking trails so bring a picnic and make a day of it it could be really good fun it must be a lovely time of year at the moment that you're coming into spring when i think we all breathe a big sigh of relief don't we when spring is finally here it must start to all come into its own is it a joy to work at that point absolutely you know winter sometimes feels long and hard um though the birds have been singing all winter which is crazy i think they don't realize that it's winter and think Mm -hmm. it's spring um but yeah when you start to see sort of the buds bursting on the trees and you know the canopies coming over and the sunlight dappled sunlight and we get loads of a really nice wild garlic and things that Mm. sort of stir your senses as well it is it's gorgeous yep Nicola, it's a fantastic job you've got. I mean, how the devil did you get into doing this? <laughs> um, it's a good question. I I worked in, in I've worked in the environmental sort of charity sector for a while, for different places, doing different jobs, and then I was working for the National Trust at another property, um, and started working part time at Tinsfield in the visitor reception, and heard about this job, and with the skills I'd got from other jobs, thought, oh, you know, it does sound amazing. Let's give it a go. And luckily I was, I was chosen, so yeah, really pleased. And on a day-to-day basis, what do you do with your hat on as the 50 Things Ranger? I mean, that's a, that's a fabulous title to have. Um, so over the winter months, it's a lot of planning. So sort of meeting people, working out partnerships, because we want to try and get noticed in the city a bit more. But obviously we don't have any, any sort of land or anything in the city. So that's been the job over winter and then going forward, it's lots of events and lots of sort of making sure that we're doing exciting and interesting things that people want to be involved with. So if we take a right over this really muddy bit, we can get to the viewpoint. So it's up to you. Do you want, do you want to tackle the mud? Right. Just checking out that my... I think there's a little balance point, isn't there? Shall we, shall we give it a go? Views are worth it. I'm not scared of mud, I have to say. It is just that I am... Wearing a particularly bright pair of pink DMs, or at least they were when we left. Um, there we are, we did it. And a bit slippy slidey up here. It must be an amazing place to work. Is the actual little hut that we, we met at this morning where you sit and do your day-to-day business? Yeah, that is, that's the office, yeah. We, we uh, <laughs> refer to it kindly as the shed, but uh, that is our office indeed yep and um the lovely thing is that every lunchtime i make sure i come out and have a quick stroll around the woods and get some fresh air and make the most of working up here something i think that's fabulous about walking everything just starts to fall into place a bit more doesn't it in your mind you must get that quick fix every day yeah and you have to make the time to do it because it's very easy to sit in an office even though we are in the middle of the woods and just get on with your work and eat your lunch at your desk but making that time it makes it's sort of really energizing and it just make like you say it gives you time to to think and have some time out and realize what it's all about really everyone that i've seen so far i've not seen lots and lots as i parked up it was just approaching nine there were a few dog walkers um but really chatty, really lovely. Do you start to recognise familiar faces? Yeah, absolutely. We've definitely got our regular uh, users, be that families that come with the, you know, the under fives before they go off to school, the dog walkers, mountain bikers, and then you get people that are coming up to do things like geocaching. So it's great. There's there's a whole host of different people that use the woods, and obviously we're always welcoming first timers too <laughs> you know i'm sorry to say it's not the first time i've been to leewards not by any stretch of the imagination but um i've not sort of explored it in the same vein since having my own little one and 
It's realising how much that you can have that's accessible on your doorstep when actually we are, you know, in the middle of a city. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like Leewoods is right here and we should be really, really proud that we've got this massively open, gorgeous, historical, interesting, wildlife rich. You know, we've got we've got species of white beam here that can only be found here. That's amazing. Um, And just because it's the other side of the river doesn't mean it's not Bristol and come and you know we're gonna do some walks um as part of the walking festival starting from clifton and into the woods one of those is going to be specifically for families Mm. so you know if you're not sure or you're kind of wondering how to do it best and you just want a bit of guidance then join one of those that's a really nice way just to get started actually isn't it and funny how walking though it sounds like oh this should be relatively simple one foot in front of the other we do need a little bit of coaxing sometimes yeah and the woods can feel quite daunting if you're not used to coming here because they are big so like I say there's those waymarked paths but if you want to join us on a little activity then it's a nice way of dipping your toe in and you'll soon find that it's much much more easy to navigate than you realize and I'm sure everyone will come back time and time again now Nicole I suspect that you have a much better trained eye than I do when it comes to listening out or looking out for birds and recognising bird call and and recognising, you know, the various different flowers, I, which I am so embarrassed about, my complete lack of knowledge. How do you get started? Is the National Trust there to help you identify things like this? Yeah, we do, um, we do sort of all sorts of different activities throughout the year and traditionally those have been aimed at adults. So, um, you know, you can go on a fungi walk or a wildflower walk coming up this spring. We have got a white beam walk coming up as well. But like I said, we're going to be doing a lot more for families. In the Easter holidays, we're going to be doing a big hill spring walk, which is basically one of the 50 things is to climb up a really big hill. But instead of just making everyone climb a big hill, I thought it would make it more interesting. (laughs) And we'll do some maybe some leaf ID, looking at the trees, because at that time of year, all the baby leaves will be coming out. Um, And just spotting the simpler things to start with and that's how you start you just learn from other people start basic be really proud of yourself when you've learnt two or three things and just build on that there are two things that have caught my attention first of all it was the sound of the traffic which has almost got a sea-like quality about it and I'm guessing that's the portway in fact I can just see the peep of it but then to accompany that is that first sight of the Clifton suspension bridge which never fails to lift your heart and it doesn't matter which angle you come in from we're obviously on the leeward side now aren't we looking over at the clifton side but we've got an incredible view of the whole thing really yeah exactly that's why i really wanted to bring you here because it just gives another perspective of um, a very famous site and a lot of people because it is that little bit trickier to come to maybe miss it so i'm glad that i've been able to bring you here despite the slightly muddy trails (laughs) um and yet, so you realise how close we are to the city as well. It's, it's literally there. I know there's a big gorge in the way, but it is right there. How big is your patch then, Nicole? Oh, that's a good question. I think it's about 400 acres, but don't quote me. <laughs> it's about, so, you know, a fairly good size. And we obviously have the Forestry Commission side as well. That's the other thing that people maybe don't realise is that we've got half National Trust look after and half the forestry commission look after but as a as a visitor you wouldn't necessarily notice that now we've just um taken a little turning so walking away now from the clifton suspension bridge and for all intents and purposes walking back towards lee woods tell me about this next part of the walk 
So this is us going now onto the Stokely camp, the Iron Age hill fort that we walked past before. Um, and you can see the remnants of how it would have been built up. And that's why it's got this sort of more open area we're coming up to. Uh, but it is slightly more off the beaten track. And another thing that's interesting that's just coming up here in the crook of the tree is that one of our Bristol diamonds. So can you see it just there? Yes, I can. And what's a Bristol diamond? So we had a contemporary art... Uh, well, we still have the contemporary art show going on, and it's gonna. The diamonds are gonna be here until about May, and there's five of them hidden around the woods. And the idea is that back in the day, people thought that uh, they'd found diamonds in the gorge, but actually they were just quartz. And we had an artist come and sort of take this story and make a make these five diamonds as a piece of contemporary art. This is there's one here that you've seen, which is one of the tricky ones to see because it's up in a tree. There's one by the office and then I won't tell you where the other three are. So you can, <laughs> you can come and find them. Me. It's funny you should say that actually because as we were walking just now, I was just thinking it's the sort of place that lends itself to an awful, awful lot of creative imagination. I mean, are there various urban myths and legends that, that come along with Leeward? Oh gosh, I'm sure there are. Um, I don't know any off the top of my head, but we are trying to sort of develop that a little bit further so um this we're going to be taking part in mayfest this year with we've got a soundscape artist tom bailey who's who's going to be doing a finale event maybe that can be the start of an urban legend <laughs> um and we did have justin carter who had his suit which i'm not sure if he came across and he became a bit of an urban legend because his suit was based on a picture um from tinsfield which he very much merged into the background and he'd wear his suit and walk around and it was very cool it's very squelchy underfoot here. Has it been? I mean, this must be relatively good given the amount of rain that we've had recently. Yeah, it, it was very, very soggy. Um, and it's dried out the last couple of days, but I think with more rain forecast, we've probably picked one of the best days to come, believe it or not. Now we've survived the little muddy stretch and we've come out at a, quite a nice wide plain. We've got the choice of two paths. Which one are we taking? So we're going to double back into the woodland. Um, the other way would be onto the plain, which is a nice open space where we do some activities like kite flying and that sort of thing. Um, but if we go this way, then we can go past our forest schools area um, and our den building area. So Forest schools and den building. Now this is what childhood <laughs> is made of. Tell me more. Um, so the, there's an area here which we do den building workshops in, but also we encourage you to come den build in this area. We do have to be careful at Leewoods because of it being such a special site of um, scientific interest. It basically means it's got some special wildlife here that I've already touched on. It's a little bit of um, saying to you, use this area, it's fine, have fun. Um, don't worry about what you're using as long as you're using the dead wood and not pulling stuff off the trees and you can just be free to have a really good time in it really and it's quite near the office and the car park which is always beneficial and how often do you have den building workshops um we do so we would have just had one in february half term um, and then there'll be some in summer and um, october half term as well and what equipment are kids given then other than dead wood that's it you make you make what you <gasps> you can from from what's here so We'll give you a little bit of instruction and a little bit, a few pointers, but really the, the woodland offers everything you need. It, it all reminds me actually, when I was little, I used to love the Inner Blyton book, um, An Enchanted Forest, and that's what it is, isn't it? It's all really quite enchanted and it's just make it what you want it to be. 
yeah exactly come and explore and have fun and do what you want to do here as long as you're safe and as long as you're looking after the wildlife and there are little subtle reminders aren't there that we are in the city you can just hear the flights the aeroplanes can't you just the flight path making their way back to bristol yeah we can't escape the the true the truth (laughs) which is that we're surrounded by a city but i think you can still get that real sense of being somewhere peaceful and tranquil somewhere really accessible from the city as well Oh, it's certainly funny for me this morning. Thursdays are often a tricky day, getting Jemima out of the house and me out of the house and feeding and dressing little people. And you sort of think, goodness me, how's that such a challenge? Making our way across the south of the city to here in the rush hour traffic and thinking, gosh, oh, what is it all about? And then as soon as you set a foot into the woods, it all falls back into place again. Exactly. You can just take that big breath of fresh air and relax and know that you're going you're gonna to have a good time. Like, what, what's to stop you? And you can spend as long as you like here and just really, you know, discover it for yourselves. So we've coming to the end of our little walk. And in fact, I hadn't noticed there's a cottage there. Is that lived in or is that part of the National Trust? Uh, yeah, these are lived in. Um, they're our cottages that we rent out. So um, there's another one just the other side there as well. And here we are coming back up to the, to the shed, as you call it. And that is pretty much what it is. Does it get cold in the winter? It does. We, we do have um, heating, but um, it's quite a drafty building, so lots of layers and thermals constantly. <laughs> so we're back in the ranger's hut having a really lovely cup of tea, which tastes so much nicer for having been outside. Got that lovely sort of tingly indoor-outdoor skin feeling. And just doing a bit of rummaging around here, aren't we, to find out a little bit more about the, um, the history of the woods. And you found this lovely document called A Noble Gift. Tell, tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, so I think this was written in preparation for the centenary that we talked about with the centenary bench, which was in 2009. And it just outlines the very brief history of how the Leewards um, site ended up in the National Trust's hands. It starts way back in uh, 19, uh, sorry, 1865, after the development of the suspension bridge. The area was bought by Leewards Land Company um, and was sort of looked at as possible for development as it was quite a desirable place just near Clifton and um, people were quite upset the Bristolians were quite upset by this and uh, as they thought it was a treasured woodland and with lovely views the Leewoods Land Company said that they would preserve um, the most beautiful part for ornamental purposes after buying it from the Ashton Court estate but it seemed that people were a bit sceptical as time went on and in 1905 Bristol set up its, its own society which led on to basically George Wills um, buying in and then gifting immediately most of the site in 1909 to the National Trust as a noble gift. There's some brilliant, famous Bristolian names there, aren't there? The Gravel Smythes and um, and the Wills, and great to to see that they they've both played their part in preserving these woods. Really, yeah, absolutely, and um, it kind of shows how how the woods have been part of Bristol life for so long, really, and that you know come up here and enjoy it as our you know people in history have 